Welcome to the inaugural edition of New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast with Mike Spiechen and Eric Wilbur. Hey everybody, welcome to the inaugural New England Ski Journal Base Camp. I'm Mike Spiechen and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Eric Wilbur, editor of the New England Ski Journal, and I'm excited to go on this new venture, the Base Camp Podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun, some interesting guests, topic, you know, we're going to do it all. So I'm really looking forward to uh, getting this going. Well, this is all about New England skiing. That's what we're here for. And we're going to start this off with Eric Seaman, uh, publisher of New England Ski Journal. Thanks for having me, guys. What do you envision as how people will listen to and consume this podcast? Uh, we, we hope that you know, you'll take us along for the ride. It's, it's an intimate listen. I think when you know people get in the mode to ski uh, for the weekend and they head north, uh, it, it'll be informative and educational. Uh, we, we, as I said, we hope you take us along for the ride, and we want to we, we, we want to inspire and inform and educate our audience uh, that is fully invested in the ski community, and, and, it, it, and it's changing as as we can see now. Eric, we, we see the metrics on SkiJournal.com. There is an insatiable appetite for the ski industry with anything we break. It, you know, uh, Suicide Six name change, Gunstock. I know Gunstock will be on one of our, our our upcoming shows. People are just fascinated about you know it, it's a community that, that they live in, and, and in the winter when they ski, they go to the certain communities, being the ski areas, and that's where they spend their time. And Mike, you have been. I mean, you are an industry veteran. You have a resume longer than probably anybody in the ski space. You're an encyclopedia of knowledge and insight on the uh, gear and outdoor industry. Well, it's been an incredible ride so far. Um, I look at all the changes and all the people I've met. And, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist about the ski industry still. I still think there's a lot out there to be had. Um COVID gave us something. It got everybody back outside um, playing again, which is fantastic. We saw it in all venues of the outdoor world. Um, and now with season passes that are affordable for everybody, um, people are skiing. That's why the resorts are busy. That's why we had record years last year. So that's what this is all about today. We're going to be talking about some season passes. Yes, and I can't think of a better uh a kickoff show than to talk about the ski pass uh, 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 category and our listeners wanting to know what the best deals are, where, where the best value is, uh, because there's a different pass for everybody, whether you know families or individuals. And there's two people here uh, to my left and right that uh, know that better than anyone in the industry. So it's, it's great to have you on board, gentlemen. Fantastic. Well, Eric, let's start talking about some season passes. What are you doing this year? <laughs> Not quite sure yet. You know, I'm a I'm a delayer. I just like to lay low until, you know, the last final minute when I pay X dollars more than I should have paid in May, right? It's just, it's my procrastination. Um, you know, I think we'll be doing uh, the same thing we did the past couple of years, probably Epic Pass and Indie Pass. Uh, the Indie Pass for me and my children is, a, is it's just the best deal. And... It's uh, it brings us to a bunch of places that are some of our favorites. You know, Black Mountain in, in uh, New Hampshire, uh, Black Mountain in, in Maine is now part of the pass. Uh, Brookshire East, you know, we make sure to use those. Waterville Valley is a huge one. Uh, it's just it, it's a tremendous value, especially when you have three kids that don't want to ski as much as Dad does. 
Um, you know, and that's saying a lot. Maybe they want to ski 10, 15 times a year, but dad wants to go 40, 50. So it's, it's, it's nice to be able to have that little extra something for me and the kids. Uh, and then the Epic Pass, you know, I, I, I go to Atatash and Wildcat. Those, are, those have been my home mountains. That's where I grew up to ski. Um, and, you know, I, I fell in love with Stowe when I went to college in, in Vermont. So, uh, you know, for all the criticisms Epic Pass has, uh, and we'll go into them a little bit, it's a great tool to be able to enjoy some of the best mountains in New England. Okay, Eric, let's start to talk about some passes. Uh, what's out there? What are people looking for? What, is it, what does it give you? What isn't out there? Um, you know, look, you have to start with the Epic Pass, whether you, you are a Vail supporter or a Vail critic. Uh, the Epic Pass is the most successful mega pass there is. Um, and uh, again, it not only gives you access to some of the best mountains in New England, you know, Stowe, Wildcat, um, if you want to put Okimo in there. Uh, and for that, for that price, um, you know, they, they just went up in cost. It's now eight seventy nine for the full pass. Um, you know, the New England pass includes Stowe, Adatash, Wildcat, Okimo, um, Mount Snow, Mount Sunapee, Crotched. That's a pretty good list. Um, now, the downside is the overcrowding and how many people have bought the Epic Pass. This year, Vail has, has uh, committed to selling fewer daily lift tickets. I don't know how that much that's really going to help things. You know, I don't know if that's going to help overcrowding from the sense of you might as well buy the pass instead of buying a daily lift ticket. Yeah, it's going to help that. Uh, but as far as trying to fix the overcrowding problems, I don't think that's going to help too much. That being said, I think the overcrowding last year that people were complaining about, some of it was a little overblown. You know, every time anyone hit a long lift line, they would snap a picture, put it on social media, hashtag veil. Um, and there were those instances of problems. You know, I, I was at Atatash, my first time at Atatash in probably four or five years last year. And the mountain was in decent shape. There were certain trails that are always open. Uh, Avenger, for one, uh, just full of rocks and, and grass. Uh, I rode up with a, a father of someone who was on the Anatas ski team, and he was telling me they were looking to go across the border in Maine because they just couldn't deal with the relations they were having with Anatas and Vale anymore. Uh, and those stories upset me. You know, when you have that and you have Vale not doing their summer operations at Anatas, um, it's a little disconcerting. Now, Vale has made a little bit more of good blood in New Hampshire by announcing that they are going to replace that summit triple, uh, which has got to be the most despised lift in uh -huh. all of New England. But, you know, I think those are little pieces that at least they're trying to get the good blood back at Atatash, which is such an important um, piece in the North Conway area, in the Mount Washington Valley, that has been somewhat neglected over the past couple of years by Vail. So to see these little signs coming back and forth uh, here and there that they're trying is encouraging. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there were some real issues with Epic slash Vale over the last year and a half. A lot of it is because everybody was out skiing again, first yep. off. Second off, the price was right, so everybody bought. Um, but they do have Premier Hills, by all means, and talk about a value for how much skiing you can get in, especially 
out of the Boston area being able to drive to Sunapee for the day. Yep. Um, that's quality. It is. And Sunapee is, is one, I think, if you hit Sunapee on a weekend, it's always going to be crowded. Uh, you hit Sunapee on a weekday, that's you got the mountain to yourself, and it's beautiful. Uh, you go to somewhere like Stowe, and Stowe, yes, they get overcrowded, and it can get iced over. Um, but it's still Stowe Mountain Resort. It's still one of the premier places in New England. I have not been to Wildcat under Vail ownership, but it kind of, I kind of laugh when I hear people complaining about too many rocks and as you know, the terrain is a little too iffy at Wildcat. And it's just kind of like shaking my head and like, where do you think you're going? This is Wildcat. Um, it's not exactly a place for the faint of heart sometimes. And I think Vail has sold it as just another property on its portfolio. That's nice and easy to do in the West. In New England, it's a little more different when you're dealing with smaller operations that uh, can't take the, the traffic flow as much as, say, you know, Vail or Breckenridge or, you know, Whistler Blackcomb. Uh, Atatash is not the same as Whistler. I, I know that's a crazy thing to say, but it's, it's true. And it's just the way the mountain skis and rides um, is going to be completely different. So you've got to pay attention to it a little bit differently in order for it to succeed. Well, I think, I think with Epic and Vail... A lot of it is they have a, tried to homogenize the business. Precisely. Okay. That's what happens when you go corporate. Yep. Um, a little bit different with the other guys because they haven't done that. They've let each entity run by itself. But, you know, value for 879 for all those resorts. Absolutely. I mean, Can't go wrong. unlimited. And I got news for you, folks. You want a time when it's not busy? Go on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Take the day off. Switch your work schedule a little. And midweek, you can rip up anywhere with nobody around. And if you want to travel. I mean, nothing's better for traveling in your back pocket to say, okay, I'm going to go to Vail for the week and go ski Vail and go ski Breckenridge or take it to Park City and ski Park City Resort. Um, you know, take it to, to Kirkwood, for God's sake. You know, the, the, the variety of mountains that you can ski across the country uh, is just, it's amazing. And so if you're in the mind of you want to ski frequently in New England, but you have, you have the idea of traveling for, uh, you know, whether it's a few weekends a year or a big week trip over February vacation, um, Epic Pass would be for you. The other one that might be for you is the Icon, Icon Pass. So anybody that doesn't know, Icon is the other guy. That would be Altera. Or Aspen, whichever way you want to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm on an Icon Pass and have been since day one. Um, love it. Um, I do a lot of traveling. I move around. Um, I'm a rep in the ski business, so I'm never at the same spot every day. Mm -hmm. um, Icon is a gem. You know, it's inexpensive. You get to ski. Just so you know the resorts, you've got Stratton. And Sugarbush, unlimited, no matter what, whether you're on the base pass or not. You've got um, Killington, five or seven days, mm -hmm. depending on which pass you want. And then you've got the whole Boyne group, which is just a gem, being Loon, Sunday River, and Sugarloaf. Yep. Um, and Big Sky in Montana, too. And is... Big Sky. Ooh, I, I can't forget this for New England skiers. A great vacation spot is always uh, Mount Tremblant. Mm -hmm. Throw Tremblant in the mix. Uh, which isn't far away and throws in a different type of skiing experience if you've never been there. Yeah, Steamboat, Winter Park, Big Bear, Copper, which is one of my favorite mountains I've ever skied. 
just a, a fantastic vibe there. Again, just like the Epic Pass, if Icon will give you local options, but the option to travel and to use it um, at a lot of big mountains, um, Deer Valley. I mean, Deer, I, I was at. Deer, I, th- I think a, a ticket at Deer Valley is worth the amount you pay for the pass. Anyway, right? It's like kind of wash. With, with without a doubt, I was at Deer Valley last year on my pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you can't beat it. You just walk up and go skiing. Yeah, it's nothing like it. Tremendous, and, and I mean it, it, the. The list of places you can go, um, and right now the Icon Pass Unlimited is eleven seventy nine for adults, eight seventy nine young adults ages thirteen to twenty two, uh, three eighty nine children ages five to twelve. The Icon Base Pass, uh, which has some blackouts, uh, only provides five extra days as opposed to the seven like you were talking at places like Sunny River, Sugarloaf, and Loon. Uh, if you're in the Boston area, it's a no doubter, right? Seven days at Loon, two hours up the road. Go for it. And then if you want to spend the extra little time and get to Sunny River or Sugarloaf, uh, two of the premier resorts in New England, uh, it's fantastic. And when you think about it, I wrote this last week for, for New England Ski Journal. About, I, let's say, 10 years ago, you could buy a pass at uh, Stone Mountain Resort. It was $2,138 for one season pass. You could get some form of the Epic and the Icon for that price now and ski at what is it 80 resorts as opposed to just one uh that is just kind of the way the 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 mega pass is going to work that's the way it's emerging Uh, it's not going anywhere for all the complaints we get and look there are a lot of complaints and a lot of them are valid but still when you look at the consumer and what they get for that same amount of money that they were paying for for one mountain 10 years ago you can't beat it and it's there's no complaints in my mind when if you're giving me that much inventory for what I'm giving you in in exchange, uh, just tremendous. Uh, It just came out this week. Did you see the uh, latest ticket price uh, prime season at Vail this year? Yes. Yes. What was it? 275? Probably. Yeah. Uh, It was up there. It's stupid. (laughs) It's it's just ridiculous. So you, you, you look at that 275 for holiday week. And we're talking 800 bucks for the full season. Well, that's how they get you. That's how they want you to buy the pass. I have, uh, my dad has, my dad doesn't ski anymore because he had back surgery, uh, but he does have his best friends still ski all the time. And Atatash was where we grew up. We went there all the time because it was right next to North Conway and the whole family loves North Conway. Um, and he was complaining about having to pay 150 or 175 or whatever it was for that ticket for a day. I'm like, well, why doesn't he just buy the pass if he knows he's going to go there a few times a year? And, you know, for me, it's second nature. Like, oh, yeah, you buy the Epic Pass. Uh, But not everyone dedicates their life to pouring over ski news and and going over dollar amounts all the time. So I understand, like, people aren't aware sometimes that, look, in order to get the deal and the full maximum of this mountain, you got to go this way. The other way is kind of the past, right? Walking up to a ticket window and buying a ticket doesn't exist anymore at places like that. You can still find that, right, in the independent mountains. Uh, but places like, you know, Stowe, Atatash, Wildcat, uh, Sugarloaf, Sunny River, buying a day pass is sort of like, you know, black and white TV. It You can do it, but why would you? And that's why people are on the hill. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. And it's even like, you know, we were making plans to go to the World Cup in November. And um, getting a whole group of friends to go and staying at their home up there. And it hit me. I'm like, oh, no. 
we got to get passes. Like we need to get day passes because we don't have icons and we don't have this. Um, it's almost worth it just to look at an icon for us and the family and just say, look, we're going to buy these. We're going to make this investment. We'll make it worth our while. You know what? I think you ought to buy an icon also. <laughs> but maybe uh, we will. With, without a doubt. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast will return after this. If you want to be inspired and informed on everything about the New England ski and outdoor scene, then you need to check out SkiJournal.com. SkiJournal.com delivers daily content on breaking industry news, tips, gear, dining, travel, entertainment, as well as all archived episodes of the Emmy-nominated New England Ski Journal TV show and the Basecamp podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to New England Ski Journal the longest-running regional ski magazine in the country. New England Ski Journal's award-winning writers and photographers bring all four seasons to your door with best-in-class coverage on skiing and the outdoors. Log on to SkiJournal.com and click on the subscribe button to get New England Ski Journal mailed to you today. New England Ski Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative insightful and now we return to the base camp podcast there is one more major pass nationwide and goes over to japan and other places it's called the indie pass eric what can we you tell me about the indie it just keeps growing and growing right this is its fourth season and it has grown from a handful of new england mountains to now include uh, j peak cannon mountain Saddleback, uh, Bolton Valley, Waterville Valley, Berkshire East, Black Mountain in New Hampshire, Magic Mountain, Big Rock Mountain of Maine, Mohawk Mountain in Connecticut, uh, Pat's Peak, Saskadania, which is formerly Suicide Six. That is quite the lineup that you're going to get for $299 for adults. That's ridiculous. Each of those mountains comes with two passes. So you buy the Indy Pass and you get two lift tickets to Waterville Valley and you get a certain amount of discount on any extras. Um, look, I, I, I read that list and J peak cannon saddleback Bolton. Those are four of my favorite mountains in new England. And if you're telling me for 300 bucks, I can get two tickets to each of those. Well, they might be done by December, you know, snow barring snow conditions, uh, because I'm itching magic mountain. Another one of my favorites. Um, and you know, Pat's peak is one of my, my kids' favorites. They love skiing there. Um, you really can't go wrong for that. And you've got allied resorts now where they've got 50% off tickets at King Pine, another great little family resort in Madison, New Hampshire. Um, and again, just like Epic and Icon, they give you two tickets to other places out West, like you said, in Japan and Canada. Um, it's just tremendous value. And, you know, you can buy the Indy Plus Pass, which is $399. Uh, that comes with no blackouts. Now, mind you, there aren't many blackouts to begin with on the New England scene. In Canon, you can only use the Indy Pass on Saturdays um, as of, I believe it's beginning of March. Right. right? So they don't want to overcrowd at Canon. Totally understandable. That's one form of blackout you might expect if you buy the base pass. Besides that, not too much to talk about with uh, restrictions, at least here in the East. Now, if you plan on traveling, you may want to pay the extra $100 and get the, the all-in. Uh, but either way, just absolute tremendous value. Uh, for consumers to ski, again, some of my favorite mountains in, in the East. And they're all independents, you know, had the Indy Pass. Uh, 
which means that you're going to get an authentic experience there. You know, you're going to get, some people want to go to Vail. Some people want to go to Aspen and they want to get, you know, treated to a spa treatment before they go out to the, to the slopes. Um, and then there's people like me who just want to go skate. You know, my wife loves to go to Stowe Mountain Resort and sit in the spa all day while I'm up on the front four. That's great. It's a great marriage there to have. But you know what? If I'm in charge, I want to go to Magic. I want to go up to Saddleback. And I don't really want to care too much about the frills and whistles. I just want the, that some of the at Saddleback, some of the most unique terrain you can get in the East Coast. Uh, and to be able to enjoy that and to ski two days there for 300 bucks, and then have a wealth of other lift tickets I can have. Um, one of my favorite passes for sure. Uh, I, 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 I think it's had tremendous success and I think, um, you know, they just keep adding mountains more and more. There's a cross country pass you can get. They added four more in the Midwest this, this year. Um, just keeps growing and growing and growing and making it even, even more better value. Um, for two ninety nine, a steal. It is an amazing pass. Uh, those that know me, Know that I love skiing. I don't really care about the glitz. I just want to make turns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with the Indy Pass for all four years. This will be the, my fourth. Um, I can tell you that it is an amazing pass. It gives you options where you might not go. During COVID, uh, I deferred my Icon Pass that year because I knew it was going to be tough. And... Um, I went on the path least traveled was my my travel routine. And I skied Suicide 6. What an incredible spot. Right. Um, you know, I had never skied black. One of my best days. Uh, Berkshire East. Uh, all of you skiers that have never been to Berkshire East or Catamount, on the Indy Pass, those are real hills. And when the snow's good, it's steep, it's fun, and it is real. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and magic, as you stated, um, it is an incredible value. Uh, it pays for itself quick. And all of a sudden, two days at J, you make a trip up there, you know, a weekend trip or a midweek trip, same thing's Saddleback. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a lot of fun exploring all those little areas that you never thought about. Yeah, I think that's a huge pa- a, a huge benefit for not only the Indy Pass, but all passes, but... Indian specifically because there were so many places that I have visited because um, I had a pass and that was the reason I went there. Um, I'd never been to Berkshire East until two years ago when I took my kids there over February vacation and loved it. You know, I, I, I think it's one of the probably the most unique mountain in, in Massachusetts. Uh, I think it's certainly the 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 most challenging in New, in New in Massachusetts. Uh, Black Mountain in New Hampshire is where I learned to ski. I have a, a, a Really special place in my heart for that. So to be able to use it there is great. We also have a, a home in the North Conway area. So it's, you know, whether we go to Atatash or Wildcat one day and Black the next, it's it's perfect. Um, and Bolton Valley, again, one of my favorite spots. Tremendously underrated mountain. Uh, terrain that uh, doesn't get mentioned with the big boys, but has some serious tree skiing, has some serious steeps. And at least for my money, Bar none, the best night skiing in New England. And I'm not a huge night skier, but when you get just the right combination of, you know, it snowed all day and the lights are on and everyone's out there, uh, it's a very special environment at Bolton Valley. I agree 100%. The Deloriers have done an 
incredible job. Yep. And anybody that gets up there, um, make sure you check out the backcountry because they are yeah. a true backcountry destination with rentals. Learn how to skin, learn how to enjoy it. Yep, they have the the whole side country classes that they they give, uh, which I think is, you know, such a unique offering that no one else in New England really offers. Um, you know, just a just a great place and and magic. You know, what can you say if you've never been to Magic Mountain? Don't go to Magic Mountain and expect you're getting um, Neshoba Valley. Let's put it that way because it will kick your bleep. It is. It is a southern Mad River Glen, yep. the only way to put it. Yep. Uh, so those are three passes that give you a potpourri of options at a great price. But, 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 we can never forget about all the locals because guess what? You want to ski beer leagues. You want to ski with your kids during the night. You want to get your kids out there to get the mileage, to make them better skiers. Are the Neshoba Valleys the... Um, Wachusets, the Sundowns, the Southingtons, uh, these areas, the Yagu, I mean, they all have seasons passes. Any thoughts on those? I mean, for for consumers, that's I think the most important thing to remember in, in smaller mountains is also they're also community hills, right? They're not places where you're necessarily traveling to go. I've never skied Yagu. I'd like to ski Yago one day. You but, and I are going. But, excellent. But it doesn't mean like that would be a trip for me, right? Um, I've never skied in Connecticut. I would like to ski in Connecticut one day. But for the most part, those are mountains that cater to you know ski teams, local ski teams. Uh, like you said, beer leagues at night, uh, race leagues. All these places where people get together and, and convene over the love of skiing and their competition – um, so for those reasons, a, a season pass for your local hill is tremendous value. And even if you don't want to do the big boys, you know, you don't want to be overcrowded. You don't want to even indie pass may be too popular for you. I don't know. Look at your own individual hills and see which smaller resorts might have a pass that's tailored to you at the, the same price where you can go and you can take the kids or the family and you can enjoy yourself every single weekend. I'm not a gym rat. I really, I'd rather be on a mountain bike or on a surfboard or something. Yeah. Uh, my view is, why not shut the gym membership off for the winter and and get a locals uh, seasons pass and enjoy Bradford. Yep. And I skied Bradford for the first time two years ago, and that place rocks. <laughs> I had a I had a boatload of fun. Yep. You know, there's a lot of options out there. You just can't, don't pigeonhole yourself, I guess, with just the three big guys. Sure. Use those as your weekend vacation trips and look at all the local guys. Well, I mean, even if you want to, you know, mention just around the corner, Blue Hills. Blue Hills. Um, you know, great little community mountain. It's the closest mountain to a major metro in the United States. Uh, I say mountain, but, you know, let's let's face it. Um my my middle son learned to ski there. He took lessons there over like a three or four week span. And I got to tell you, he's my best athlete. But he could not stand on a pair of skis to save his life when he was about four years old. And we took him there. And I remember, I'll never forget the first day he put the skis on. And the next day I know he was falling into a ravine because he just couldn't stay there. Uh, at the end of the third week, he was skiing fine. 
And by the next month, he was skiing with me at uh, two, next two months. He was skiing with me at Jay in late April, handling those late spring conditions. So, you know, if you want your kid to ski, take him to a place like Blue Hills. Buy yourself a season pass, and while he or she is on the slopes with the te- with the teachers, go take a few runs. It's you know, to have skiing in your backyard like that. Yeah, it's not going to be as you know intimidating as somewhere like Sugarloaf, but it's skiing five minutes from home. With without a doubt, I live in southern New Hampshire. Pat's Peak is an hour north. Yep. I'll shoot up there. I'm on an Indy Pass anyway, but I do business up there. I'll shoot up and ski a few runs. the The trick is, when you ski these small hills, leave your hundred underfoot skis at home. Yep. <laughs> I ski on a one sixty seven seventy eight underfoot, and you can make a lot of turns on these smaller hills and become a more proficient skier at the same time. So think think about that local season's pass. Put the gym pass away for the winter and uh, try to get on the hill two or three days a week. You got it. All right. Joining us now by Zoom is Eric Barnes from Ragged Mountain. Um, how are you doing today, Eric? Pretty good. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Eric. So you're here with Mike Specian and Eric Wilbur, and we are talking about season's passes today. Um, you know, there's a lot of them out there and we really want to know what's going on up at Ragged and what you guys are doing uh, overall and how you feel you compete against the mega passes that seem to be floating around everywhere. Oh, that's a tall order right there. Um, so our, our past pricing is, or our past philosophy is basically a mission affordable. Um, we're a smaller resort. Uh, what's nice about our place is. Well, we have two high-speed lifts out of the base area that come right back to the base area. So you can't really get lost. And um, it's a great place for families and, and kids to, to ski and ride. Um, and we want to make sure that we keep it affordable for them. Um, with everything in the world going up now, uh, it's important that we uh, continue the outdoor experience. Um, so our first uh, pass launch was uh, this year was at 379. Um, and then we moved up on April 5th to 479 and right now our our current pass price is 529. Um gives us an opportunity to compete with the bigger resorts. I think the the one thing I said earlier is that um it everything comes right back to the bottom so it's it's challenging to get lost here. Um so I think parents uh feel comfortable allowing their kids if they can ski um to kind of let them loose and go experience the experience the the hill. In your first season as Ragged GM, what are some of the unique traits about the place that you noticed uh, that really make it a special place? Well, first off, two high-speed lifts out of the base area blew me away. Um, I, I don't think there's another six-pack in the state of New Hampshire. Um, our uphill capacity is amazing. You can get 10 runs in before 10 o'clock and be done, have lunch, and, and go back to work if you like during the week. Um, the other thing is because it's a high-speed lift and um, we are on the smaller size, and not super well known we're not crowded um i think a lift line here uh is probably around eight to ten minutes um and then you're up and you're skiing um the other nice feature about this place is when we do get snow um the tree skiing is just absolutely amazing you can get lost in there for hours and just enjoy yourself boy it is a sweet spot in be right off spear mountain into the trees it is quite incredible Yep, it is one of my favorite stashes. Well, 
I can tell you when my son was younger, um, I carried an ASC pass back then, but I also carried a ragged pass with him due to the fact that it was accessible. I could let him run and it gave him mileage. And that's so important for the kids. Oh, hundred percent right now. You know, uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, are looking for that instant gratification in, in their learning cycle. And if you get mileage, it's going to make you better. Um, people, you can take lessons and, and, uh, uh, for an hour or so or two hours, depending upon what you're doing, a group or a private. And until you spend the time, um, you aren't going to get better. And that's the great place about this place. It, it allows you to get some, get some miles underneath your feet. How difficult is it for Ragged to compete with other resorts on a mega pass? You know, I mean, you're paying the same amount of money for eight different mountains and you're paying the same amount for Ragged. Um, I would argue that the independence and the uniqueness of a certain place outweigh that, but there are other people who see, you know, numbers and they want the more. Um, has that been an issue? And have you seen people kind of gravitate towards back towards uh, individual passes since so many mega passes have had issues? Well, we've we've seen some people uh, come over from some mega passes this year. Um, you know, crowding is definitely uh, a challenge for those properties. Um, we we serve a, a small niche and it's kind of off the beaten path and it's it's well it's easy to get to it's not super easy and if you're looking to to go out west those mega passes are a good deal if you're looking to kind of come up every weekend and go skiing and 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 beat the crowds it's not such a great deal just because there's so many of them now it's a great way to look at it um you know I guess at three seventy nine, I would tell everybody, why can't you have two passes? I mean, you can have your home mountain and you can travel too. <laughs> that is the, that is a great part about season passes now, is that even if you go back, you know, ten years, we're talking thousands of dollars for one pass, and now for that thousands of dollars, you can buy two or three. And you know, for the consumer, it's a, a win win. And I, I just think the more people you have skiing at, at different places. And growing the sport is just so healthy for skiing and riding uh, that it, it – look, it makes sense to say, look, if you've got one pass, you can have two. You can have three. It's not out of the realm of possibility or anyone's pocketbook that they can do so. Correct. And, and you know, that's kind of – well, most of our pass holders do have – or no, I shouldn't say most, but there are a few, there are a few of our pass holders that have multiple passes. I know uh, a bunch of our diehard seasons pass holders – you know, they have icons, they have epics. Um, there's a couple of resorts down the road from us. Um, and, you know, they like to do that one trip out West and that's your savings. But when they want to go for that, that quick ski um, and not fight the crowds, they, they're here. Um, and they're super loyal. Um, that's what's amazing about this place is, is our renewal rate is, is off the charts. Um, we see our pass holders year over year. Um, just based on the experience that they're getting from from the small uh, niche resort. Well, I can tell you, I speak with retailers. I speak with consumers all over New England. You guys are getting some great reviews right now, which is fantastic. Always, yeah. Um, and we want to say congratulations with your parent company just uh, acquiring J Peak. That is awesome. Um, it adds another great operation to your mix. Yeah, we're super stoked on that uh, acquisition. It's, it's, um, 
they've been working hard on this for a long time and, and it's nice to see it come to fruition. Um, and, and we're excited. It, it's another, it's another asset, uh, in the, in the company for us. Well, fantastic. Anything else for? Yes. Yeah, so I, I wanted to fit in advance. Are we going to see a J peak ragged mountain pass or what? When's that, <laughs> when's that coming? I cannot confirm nor deny, <laughs> but I'm sure we're going to be working on that. Um, uh, over the, the next few months, I, I don't know what the, the, uh, position is right now. Again, it's, uh, you know, we're on different past tiers, but, um, I'm sure we'll figure a solution out and, and, uh, and present something that's, uh, nice for the public. Exciting. Fantastic. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Eric and I will make plans to come up and ski an afternoon with you. How does that sound? Oh, I'd love to go out and ski with you guys. I'll show you around a little bit. Sounds great. Fantastic. We're going to we're gonna be on a powder day. We want the trees. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Eric. What a great interview with Eric Barnes. Um, they are doing wonderful things up there at Ragged. Yeah, Eric's been a great addition to the team there. I think that, you know, Ragged is one of those places that you might know by name, uh, but if you, have, if you haven't skied there, you haven't really experienced it. Um, everything from the lodge to the terrain to, to like he was saying, the lifts right at the, right at the base, uh, really is a tremendous place to ski, not far from, from Massachusetts. It's right in the heart of New Hampshire. Um, you know, definitely an underrated place that I don't get to that often. Um, and that's something I'd like to change. That's something I'd like to change with every single mountain in New England. Let's be honest. It's that thing called time, Eric. (laughs) It's that thing called time. Yep. But well, that's going to be a wrap for today. Um, the moral of the story of this whole thing is if you haven't gotten your season's pass, there's some options out there. You just heard a lot of them, but don't forget to check your local hills, whether it be in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. There's a lot of smaller hills that you can put a lot of time in that are inexpensive and we can all become better skiers with more time on the hill. Right. And just keep a note and keep keep your eye on prices because the prices may spike. Uh, Epic Pass, for instance, earlier this month went up uh, 20 or $30. Um, it's, there, there are certain deadlines to hit here and there. And if you wait until November, you're going to pay probably the premium price. So just keep an eye on things. And if you want something, don't be afraid to jump on it. One last thing is Seasons Pass is an awesome Christmas gift. And that's where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) You guys have a great day. Uh, Think about snow. And uh, thanks, Eric, for a great little talk. Thanks, Mike. Basecamp is produced by Steve Safran and is a Siemens Media Production.